Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, and good night, wherever you are around the globe. My name is Nims Azor with the latest edition of Grey Wolf Wrestling. Remember, here at Grey Wolf, we have more than just the wrestling offerings. If you're an AFL fan, finals are just around the corner, and Fitz and the Madman, Matty Grace, will be all over it. So keep your eyes out wherever you get your podcasts, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. But on this week's edition... You know how much I love championing Aussies doing good things in the WWE. Well, we do have to show some love to our trans-Tasman neighbours too. And she's not only the captain of Team Kick, but she's the only Kiwi superstar in the WWE and was the winner of the 2019 Future Star in the End of Year Awards in NXT. Please welcome our guest this week on Grey Wolf Wrestling from New Zealand, Dakota Kai. <laughs> wow, thank you for that intro. <laughs> Thank you for having me as well. Now, before we start, I want to say you had a fantastic match at TakeOver 30 with Io Shirai for the Women's Championship. I mean, a lot of fans called it one of the best matches of the night, and it was one of the first times you had a one-on-one title shot in a feature match on a TakeOver card. Now, what were your nerves like going into the match, especially since it was your first high-profile high profile match? Um, yeah, so any big opportunity like that that gets presented. Uh, I think on a personal level, that match too was the biggest match I've had since my uh, debut. It was very nerve-wracking. And I'm one of those people that are in, at a backstage uh, trying to calm myself, trying not to freak out of things. But I think, yeah, I, I, I knew this match was going to for lack of a term, I guess, elevate me. It was the biggest challenge that I've ever had. So um, there were there was a lot of pressure for me to be able to perform. Uh, so, yeah, and afterwards, it's such a relief. So I could do anything, but, yeah, no, that, that match was um, definitely a challenge. You know, going against EO, one of the best in the world, if not the best, definitely quite nerve-wracking. TakeOver 30 was a pretty big match for you, but this year you've been a bit of a TakeOver MVP because earlier in the year you had a street fight with Tegan Knox. That was one of those matches that you just absolutely tell your friends to jump on the network, check it out. It's awesome. I mean, how was this match for you considering it was your first TakeOver match as well? Uh, so, yeah, the, the Portland match, obviously everything with Tegan and I had been put building to a point and that was it. Um, well, then we had the cage match after that too, which was <laughs> another thing. But it was crazy. Uh, I think, especially with matches like that, you really have to be able to trust the other person you're in the ring that, in, in the ring with. And for Tegan, it was you know a no-brainer. We we've been friends since we both um, started the PC in 2017 now. So it was. Um, it's a different match to what I'm used to, too. Uh, even on the independent scene, I never really did any hardcore or anything like that. It was very much, you know, just the standard wrestling match. Um, so being in the ring there with her uh, helped a lot. And um, we just both wanted to prove to everyone, too, that we um, deserved that spot and wanted to make everyone proud just because uh, that was probably the biggest opportunity that either one of us had to date. It was both of our takeover debuts, so yeah, for sure. Have to trust the person you're in there with. <laughs> so for someone that hasn't had too many unconventional matches, this year has been insane for you. I mean, you mentioned the Street Fighter takeover. You've had a steel cage match. You're in a ladder match. <laughs> and at the start of the year, you're in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. So out of all of those matches, what's been your favourite? 
Yeah, so the Portland match, obviously everything was Tegan and I had been pit building to a point and that was it. Um, well, then we had the cage match after that too, which was <laughs> another thing, but it was crazy. Uh, I think, especially with matches like that, you really have to be able to trust the other person you're in the ring, in, in the ring with. And for Tegan, it was, you know, a no-brainer. We, we've been friends since we both um, started the PC in 2017 now. So it was, um, it's a different match to what I'm used to, too. I, even on the independent scene, I never really did any hardcore or anything like that. It was very much, you know, just the standard wrestling match. Um, so being in the ring there with her uh, helped a lot. And um, we just both wanted to prove to everyone, too, that we um, deserved that spot and wanted to make everyone proud just because uh, that was probably the biggest opportunity that either one of us had to date. It was both of our takeover debuts. So, yeah, for sure. Have to trust the person you're in there with. <laughs> I feel like... So, for example, the, um, it, it, it is a little bit uh, bittersweet because that ladder match was meant to be at the um, the Tampa takeover, which didn't end up happening for obvious reasons. Um, and I really do think if that had been in front of the crowd, I think that that would have been maybe one of the favourites I've ever done. It just It's just so different when you're not in front of everyone, you know what I mean? So I think the, the, the Royal Rumble was just a childhood dream come true. It was so overwhelming. Um, and I didn't, I wasn't in there long, but just making the entrance in front of all of those people was like goosebumps. It was insane. So that definitely piqued my emotions more than anything, I think. <laughs> so let's wind back the clock a bit. The journey to get to the WWE is hard enough as it is. It's even harder to get there from the other side of the world. So for those that don't know, can you share the story about how you got from New Zealand to NXT? <laughs> I don't know. If you if you, if you know the answer to that, please let me know because I, even on the independent scene, I never really had realistic dreams of getting to the WWE or any big promotion for that matter just because New Zealand is very detached from the rest of the world, especially the wrestling world. So it wasn't until I started getting opportunities to um, wrestle internationally. So I got the opportunity to go over to Australia. Then from there, I got contacts to work uh, in the States and then Japan. Um, and then it all led to my tryout. That it was beginning to be a little bit more realistic to me to um, actually strive for. But it's still... It still blows my mind because I get so many, well, not so many, but there are, there are a few um, kids in wrestling right now in New Zealand that sort of ask um, advice on how to make it over here. And really my only answer is like, uh, just experience. Like you just try and wrestle as much as you can outside of New Zealand, um, get your name out there. But I don't even know how that happened. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think they made a mistake. <laughs> I guarantee you that was no mistake at all. Now, you are proudly flying the flag for New Zealand in NXT at the moment. You're also the only Kiwi on the brand that seems to be just overflowing with Aussies. Are you worried that Australia might try and claim you as their own, considering that's what we do with pretty much everything that's good from New Zealand? Yes, that is definitely a thing that happens all the time. I'm basically lumped in with the, with the Australians. Um, no, it's fine. I mean, I, I live in Australia for a bit. I, I wrestle there, so Australia will always have a special place in my heart. I would love there for there to be some key 
seaweeds that would come over here, you know, <laughs> make it a little bit less only, you know, but it's fine. Australia is like my second home. I'm glad to see you have that sense of trans-Tasman pride there. Uh, so who were some of your favourite superstars in the WWE when you were growing up? So I had a whole bunch. Um, when my brother first introduced me to you know wrestling in general, the top guys at the time were The Rock. So The Rock will always have a special place in my heart. And um, God, when I met him for the first time when he came to the performance centre, it was he's so much larger than life like it's like you're not even meeting him you're standing right in front of you um but like i used to watch a lot of uh, Shawn michaels and eddie guerrero so there are a whole lot of different guys jericho like but the rock would probably be my favorite above all favorites yeah i've got to join you on team rock there he was a big big favorite of mine now, you've got a long time before the end of your wrestling journey, so do you have any dream matches or goals that you would like to tick off uh, in NXT? Oh, I don't know. I'd love to have a one-on-one with Afka. Um, I think she's amazing. There, there are so many women that I love to wrestle. Um, I feel like I want to say everyone. <laughs> Asuka's definitely been... Uh, I know we had a tag match against I think I speak for everyone in the WWE universe when I say we can't wait to be able to go back and watch you guys and gals live. So let's focus what's in front of you. This week you're in a mega battle royal to determine the number one contender for Io Shirai. There's some big names in there like Rhea Ripley, Shotzi Blackheart, Candice LeRae, Indy Hartwell. They're just some of the superstars that are in there, including yourself. Now, a few months ago, you were actually in a gauntlet match with a lot of those names, plus you and Raquel Gonzalez recently defeated Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. So does that give you a bit more confidence going into the match this week? Oh, for sure. Um, like you mentioned, the Gauntlet match. Uh, I have like a lot of these women before, so I'm no stranger to both of them. So I have a lot of confidence heading into next week. Um, I think that my um, take of the match with Io was just sort of a taste of what I can do if given the opportunity. So, yeah. So much confidence leading into next week, and you'll probably be you're speaking to your potential number one contender again. <laughs> I have got no doubts about that. You can check out NXT Takeover on Monday, October fifth, streaming live on the WWE Network. Dakota Kai. It has been my absolute pleasure to be able to chat with you. We all really appreciate everything that you and all the other superstars are doing to keep us entertained during these very weird times. Here's hoping the world gets back to normal again in the near future and we can see you back on our shores soon. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I really hope I'm back down under sooner rather than later. A big thank you to Dakota Kai for joining us on Grey Wolf Wrestling. The Grey Wolf Wrestling archives are chockers with a ton of interviews, including our series Reliving the War, where we look back at the WWF versus WCW Monday Night Wars. Make sure you follow us on the socials too, Grey Wolf ENT on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And make sure to check out all the other offerings from Grey Wolf Entertainment 
AFL, music, pop culture, we have got it all. And the only way to get it is by subscribing to Grey Wolf on your podcast platform of choice. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network. GreyWolfEntertainment.net.